Oh, this is so fun. I discovered a pseudo replica of myself that lives on the other side of the United States, you guys. It's like twins separated at birth. And the cool thing is now our paths are being led back to a beautiful place outside of our country. That makes probably no sense to you until you start listening to this podcast. But I'm going to declare right now that Carmen, today's guest, will be in Tulum, Mexico with me one day. And no, I'm not being prophetic. I just hope that Carmen comes on the upcoming retreat happening in February for all of us. Yes, you are invited to come to Tulum. It's going to be amazing personal and professional growth opportunity in one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been. You should totally put it on your calendar again, February 19th through the 25th of 2021. Get out of 2020, you guys. Put your brain in Tulum. Just kidding. That's the total opposite message that this podcast actually unfolds. Anyway, you can check it out right now and book your stay for a new year getaway. I am also going to proclaim that all of this hoopla with COVID will be clear and we'll be able to not even wear a mask on the airplane. Would you dare? Are you dreaming? I am. I definitely am. Anyway. Okay. Back to this episode. Carmen, you guys. We talk about health, nutrition, coaching, transformations, and so much more. And we unpack our ability, actually take that away. We unpack our lack of ability to do hashtag all the things and how necessary it is for us to do really just the one thing. If you've never read that book, you got to pick it up. But Carmen elegantly proclaims it as having the just this mentality. Y'all, if you get nothing else out of today's episode, which I know you'll get so many things, you've got to catch this. What if we could be fully present doing just this right now? Like just this, this episode, perhaps this dream that you're working on, this family dinner, this workout, this sleep, whatever it is, whatever you're doing or about to do or going to do or have been doing just this, you guys, it's so necessary. And I truly believe the heart of the Lord for us to relish in the justice moments. So Carmen, you guys, she's all the things. She's a women's mentor. She's a holistic nutritionist. She's a transformational speaker and she has her own podcast. So be sure to show her the love on the permission slip podcast. Again, you know, we love the subscribes and the reviews and share and tag and not doing all the things. Okay. Sorry. Let me revert. Do just this for us. Would you subscribe and review and tag? You guys, we love you so much. And we're so grateful for your listening and tuning in and just, uh, I just hope you enjoy every second and don't forget. See you in Tulum. Maybe. Yeah. Come. This is your God wink. The moment that heaven says for such a time as this, It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering, 
If you're wondering, what is this? Well, this is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. I am so thrilled to have you here. You guys are in for such a treat. I met Carmen um, as she had just flown across country to speak for the WellFit Social and Kristen Crowley's event. Um, and I saw her when I started setting up. I'm an early bird, so I got there early. And she was just eating this like super light fare um, food <laughs> and to herself and wearing this bomb outfit just like she is now. And I'm like, I need to know her. I don't know how this is going to happen. But she was so sweet out the gay and later as you shared on stage um in one of your uh your quotes or your bio statements is you being a transformational speaker there is no doubt that the words coming out of her mouth her energy everything about her heart is portrayed on stage so i was grateful to be in the audience that day and now it's kind of fun that i get to be in this setting with you again so it's a blessing and excited to unpack more of who you are for the fit and faith community yeah, thank you for having me. And I think the same of you. You just had this energy and this light and this way about you that I knew that I needed to be connected to you. And so thank you for reaching me, reaching out to me and having yes. me Yes, yes. And I love, so guys, she has her own pad, podcast called The Permission Slip um, Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing about these events that you were hosting. And we were also, I was already starting events for the Fit and Faith community. And so it was so neat to hear like, we have so many parallels. And right before we got on the show, we were even talking about moving our lives to Tulum. And for those that know me well, know that I am all in Tulum, not only February for the retreat, but I'm like, let's move there. So I maybe we'll have like buddies. We'll have friends right there, American friends, not Mexicans. <laughs> I'm excited about that. So, and I did not even know that you wanted to move there. So when I shared my dream with you, that was like, yep, just another sign that we're meant to be connected. This is meant to be happening today. so Thank good. You. You. Yes. And, and I will get you there. Uh, let's get you there and then I can follow with the babies and then we'll just have like a whole cohort of, of love and energy and they'll be like, what is happening? Why is America taking over <laughs> Tulum? I'm sure that's not, that's not my intent to go there at all. My intent to go there is to, to blend in and to like mm-hmm. blend mm-hmm. the crowd because their environment there is so amazing. Did you know that my in-laws moved to Mexico in May last year, but to no, Guadalajara? Oh, okay. So I was yeah. going to ask you, someone asked me, um, do you speak Spanish? Uh, así, así. <laughs> Poco. Okay. Yeah, right? I know. So I took Spanish in college okay. and stuff, but I never used it. And so it's for me, it's not like riding a bike at yes. all. Yes. Like, I'll be like, 
oh, they're talking about work or dancing or whatever. You know what I mean? But then it's going too fast. Yeah. And I can't translate it in my head. So I've been hearing all those babble commercials on the radio. And it's like, it's almost sucked me in. Like, I got to do it. I got to do it. Yes, I do. I do. You should. My my father-in-law moved there, obviously, with his wife, my mother-in-law. And he is like complete gringo, like all white, doesn't know how to speak Mm -hmm. it at all. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's taking like every, I think two times a week, he's taking three hour classes to, in order to just like fully immerse. There's no better way to do it than mm-hmm. to do it for immersion. Yeah. And, yeah. but yet he's like a little puppy dog cause he can't go anywhere without my mother-in-law cause he doesn't understand anything either. So he'd end up buying like something he shouldn't or going the wrong way home or getting the Uber and going somewhere in another part of the country. Um, but yeah, my husband does speak it. So I have that benefit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm thinking about it, but I think that'd be part of the journey though, is going there, not fully knowing. I don't know. I love it. I love it. So I want to parallel that and kind of shift gears into the introduction of who you are and more about how we're connected and the things that you have going on. Cause I love an entrepreneur and you are through and through that, Mm -hmm. um, with all of your passions, which I think is so prominent in how I help share and coach women is like, you don't just have to pick one thing and let that mm-hmm. one thing be the only thing. And there is a book, The mm-hmm. One Thing, and people talk about niching in, and I get the niche and however you want to say it in your fancy language. But I think <laughs> ultimately, if, if you can blend in all of your passions and pursue them on any given day, maybe Monday you're doing what you have under your nutrition realm and you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Another, you're broadcasting it on a show for Fox 21 News, mm-hmm. or the next day you're um, doing an event with women and empowering them in your high achieving like mentor role like tell me how all of that emerged oh geez where to start with (laughs) I I think um the biggest place to start and I love what you said just being Mm multi-passionate um and when I thought about what I was good at well when I wanted to leave my corporate job after 16 years which I was in the finance world and so I wore the black suit every day. I showed up in, in my in all of my power type A personality and where I was at in corporate leadership, it was all men around me. And so I was very much pushing and going and going and going until one day when I just got a big slowdown, something was wrong, I didn't know what was wrong, so I dove in. It was time. You know, leading up to that, I had so many so many signs that I ignored, things that happen in life, like getting diagnosed with MS, you think that would stop you. Nope, I pushed harder, I did more, I put more on my plate thinking, well, maybe tomorrow I can't walk, talk, or see, so why not just keep going for everything? And really sourcing myself worth from doing instead of being. And so once I wanted to leave, I thought about like, well, what is it that I love? And so what I loved was nutrition. I had thought at one point I wanted to be a chef or I wanted to become a registered dietitian, but we had a family young. And so um, I told myself, well, I need this corporate job. We need this. And so I'm not able to take these classes that started at four for night classes because I worked later than that. So I ended up getting a business degree with a health minor. And so when that moment came and I thought something's wrong, okay, I, I love nutrition. And like, well, what am I good at? And that was the big, that was the big question mark right there was I felt like I was good at so many things and I knew somehow deep down that I could do anything that I wanted and anything that I put my heart to, but there was still that fear in the back, you know, that fear that comes up, like, 
who are you to do this? Where's your certification? Where's your degree? Where's that sort of thing? Mm. So I thought, okay, what am I going to do about this? Um, so I went to a gym about in a city about 30 miles away as a local gym. They had like five locations and I got up enough nerve to walk in and ask for the person that was in charge of the nutrition department. And I said, hi, my name is Carmen Oling and I want to be a nutritionist at one of your clubs. And they asked me about my experience and that sort of thing. And at that point I was still studying for the holistic nutrition certification. And so I had to say that out loud. Luckily they gave me an interview. They hired me. I ran the nutrition at one of their clubs. Total rock star ad. Oh my so gosh. Back to those questions. Yeah. So good. It's so I good. asked myself, yeah, was what are you good? You know, what are you good at? And what do you love? Like I loved it. And now I just proved to myself that I was good at it. Right. Yeah, but what yeah. I was not good at was delivering the same thing to everyone. And that's what they did. Mm. And so I decided, I decided to leave and start my own business, but I did, still didn't rip off the bandaid all the way. Mm. I worked part-time for some nonprofits for the first few years that I started my nutrition practice. And, um, I was 100% in on all on nutrition and I'm, I love so many other things. I thought I was going to be a personal trainer. I even bought the NASM, you know, yeah. the book, everything yeah. started studying. And I never took the test because then I got an, a, kind of like another shift of like, what is the one thing that I'm helping everybody with that I haven't actually labeled? And that was their mindset. Ooh, cool. Because there's no way to grow. There's no way to change. There's no way to unlearn or discover something new about yourself in your life if you're not focusing on your inner work and your mindset first. So true. And how did I know that? Because people would get great results from nutrition, my nutrition programs and my coaching and mentoring. But then they would leave me great, feeling amazing, and come back saying, I got off track. Yeah. And so to me that was like I could feel that inside like something's wrong I need to be doing something different and that was the catalyst to get me to switch to do something different which wow. was coaching more around mindset I from love nutrition. that I, and that's mm -hmm. like the thing like God presents opportunities and he does it through things like this and I think oftentimes we're waiting for this like huge green light and it just doesn't work that way. He doesn't work that way. Maybe he does. I don't want to say that. I'm not going to limit him. But like you, you opened a door and, and then you opened the next door and then you opened the next door and it just kind of fell into place. And then it, you're like, this makes sense. I understand. And then you can understand why you were in a 16 year career as a high achiever now mm -hmm. helping women break what seems normal and what seems like the only option and putting that into play in a, a holistic way, but also in a way that's going to shift every atmosphere that they enter into. Mm -hmm. um, I, we have all those other things in common. I also did the NSA, um, NASM uh, certification, also nutritionist back in my early 20s personal trained for a long while. And that was like kind of where I thought my life was going to unfold to. But mm -hmm. mine became focused in on the maternity section and pre and postnatal mamas. And then I wasn't even oh. pregnant at the time. Then I became pregnant. And then my whole body was like, what's happening? And all the things that you taught were totally wrong because <laughs> you don't even know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just funny. And I, again, it was the same thing. Like I've shifted. And now when I am bringing women to retreats, 
I say mind, body, and soul because one, like just like you said, the mental piece is everything. Uh, maybe more than the body piece because mm -hmm. if you can get your mind right, we can get your body right. Like I'm not worried about mm -hmm. that piece. But then it's the, the spirit part. And that's the part where I feel like we segment ourselves sometimes to think like, mm -hmm. this is me, this is me, this is me. And yet we're all of those things, just like you are multi-passionate. You're not just one thing. Mm -hmm. Carmen is a financial mm -hmm. advisor. No, Carmen is a chef and she's a friend and mm -hmm. she's a coach and she's a speaker and she's a podcaster, right? And people use the hashtag, like all the things. And it's, for me, I love it. It's not about doing um the doing piece because i really feel like you have learned and leaned into the being part of who you are while mm -hmm. activating mm -hmm. those parts of yourself mm -hmm. yeah and 110 percent. and you know i make mistakes along the way and learn and i love how you said that my 16 year career was a blessing to me and it was because i learned so much and I can totally relate with the women that I work with because of that. I understand how it feels to want to have this big career, but then the family and the health and the relationships and everything thriving. But the one piece that we think is holding it together, which is this career, is letting everything else fall by the wayside. Yeah. You know, my new my mantra this the, over the last couple of months has been just this. And so reminding me that right now, right here, my presence and what's happening right now, just this is where I'm meant to be. Ooh, and I that is enough. That. I and I need to that. find and appreciate and discover what just this is. And last week, I even had a moment where I just felt like that uncertainty, that unrest, feeling like something was something was up. And thinking back to old me or oftentimes a lot of the people that I work with is I would have pushed into doing more to planning more to try to seek that certainty so much instead of just letting go of all of that getting still just checking in with myself and kind of waiting for okay what is that that I need to be doing and what is my next step because just this and not allowing my mind to future trip or to project things from the past into today and I think that is really important, especially for the environment that we're in right now Yeah, in 2020 is like, okay, how can you just this? Because I think a lot of us are in that loop of, oh, you know, like this is the new normal. Oh, things are opening. Things are closing. What's going to happen tomorrow? I don't like this. This sucks. Da, 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 da. So okay, how can, right. And it's just this never ending loop. What are the new rules? Oh, I have to wear a mask today. Now I have to do this. Now I have to do that. And it's just like, let go of all of that. Yeah. And it's just this, just this right now. And so that served me really well. And I hope I love that. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll try that out. I, I so see it as a book title, as a retreat, as like so many things, just that concept, <laughs> you know, my branding brain is working over here and I'm like, I like this. Mm -hmm. um, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, it kind of parallels to what I was saying about like the one thing and like, it's not necessarily about the fact that you can't do multiple things, but what are you doing right now and, and staying super present mm -hmm. in that? I had a, a similar overwhelm experience last week with a girlfriend 
um, to the point where we both had our hands on either side of glass because we couldn't physically be together due to a COVID situation. And we were both crying and we were both like, oh my gosh, like I want to hug you and you want to hug me. And we both were so overwhelmed in our individual emotions. But at the very same time, the next question that came was like, well, what's wrong? And I'm like, everything and nothing. Like I'm Mm -hmm. filled with joy right now. I am Mm -hmm. like, my health is on point. My, my family's doing wonderful. Like we're thriving in that regard, but I am just like, everything is wrong. Like the world is in shambles and Mm -hmm. I see people like freaking out and, and my career is going well, but like, is it enough? Is it what I'm supposed to be doing? Like all the emotions. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think as I think to how you coach women and focusing on that just this moment, it's not about staying worried about the future, but instead the presence makes everything else go away because I can be present mm-hmm. in the fact that my health is good. I can be present in the fact that I have mm-hmm. this time carved out in my schedule to just enjoy you, right? And not have to worry about all the mm-hmm. distractions or what happens next after the podcast turns off, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to do, especially as you talk about being multi-passionate and doing so many things. Um, the business owners that I work with, the female entrepreneurs, um, they're often stretched way too thin. And so I like to talk to them about instead of thinking about how much time you have, think about protecting your energy mm-hmm. and how much energy that you have and being really intentional and mindful of what you're doing on certain days, whether they're things you freaking love or maybe like computer work that isn't as, you know, fulfilling, right? But building your schedule and designing your life in a way that protects your energy. So at the end of the day, because this is what used to always happen to me and it happens to many of my clients is you have nothing left for what you say matters most, which Mm -hmm. is yourself, your significant other, your family, and you're completely drained because you gave it all out. That's really good. And so... I'm guilty of that. So So that's a continual work in progress for me too. um, Because at the end of the day, I think we should feel like we are relaxed. You know, we should have that, that natural state where we wake up with the sun and go to bed at certain times and that sort of thing. And we should feel a little tired, but not too tired to give 110% to what matters most. And so I always like to check in on that and like, okay, what did I do today? How did I give out my energy? Because mm. the time you wake up in the morning, like energy is pulling you, right? Yeah. Depending on if you have an AM ritual that you do or whatever. But if the alarm clock goes off, sucks a little bit of your uh, energy. If you're yes. stuck in traffic, sucks energy. There's like email that you have to get to, all these things that are pulling at you. And if you're able to cultivate more energy during your day by creating rituals and practices and then doing certain activities on certain days, mm that protects your energy. For example, when I do one-on-one coaching, I do all my one-on-one coaching via Zoom because I work with busy, ambitious, high-achieving women. We don't have time to meet in person and it's a benefit right now. Yeah, right. Um, But I do those on particular days and I schedule nothing else on those Mm -hmm. days Mm -hmm. because I'm showing up 110%. And I know at the end of the day, if I try to like say write a blog post, for example, or do something creative, that's not happening. Yeah. And then you just get in this negative spiral of, oh, I didn't do didn't that. Do it. Get down on yourself and move to the next day. And so thinking very intentionally when you build your schedule of what gives you energy and what takes your energy, what you need to let go of, 
and how to build it in a way that's fulfilling. Because don't get me wrong, on those coaching days, it's very much my passion, yeah. but I also know that it takes a lot of energy yeah. in a good way. Yeah, you know? yeah, so I totally hear that. And thinking of like my husband in that regard of like, okay, what is happening with the family later today? Like knowing in that schedule, the things again that do matter most and we say matter most I often find myself where I'm like, I can't even talk. Like, I'm so tired. Like, I'll sit and I'll mm-hmm. be with you. And I, my body, my flesh is physically present, but mm-hmm. my spirit and mind are not. Because mm-hmm. one, I'm thinking mm-hmm. back to everything that I didn't accomplish or that I did accomplish mm-hmm. and what I need to do next for those things and the conversations that I had and even trying to regurgitate those sometimes. Um, for instance, I know... For podcasting, I'll sometimes stack my podcast, similar to what you're saying from a coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. I can't do more than two. And I have some guests and that I talk to who also have podcasts, and they'll do like six recordings in a day. And I'm like, wow. I, I don't know how. I just don't. Because mm-hmm. I literally would not talk to somebody for four days if that happened. Because <laughs> I yeah. am so present. And I'm so like, in, in being present, even in the just this, there's... There's energy to be had. There's energy to be gained, depending on what that activity is. But then there's also energy mm-hmm. that you're pouring out. And so mm-hmm. I just, I love that, those words for that. And I love knowing that, one, I'm not the only one. Because <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that there's other mm-hmm. people. But I'm also really grateful that I feel like we're in a movement of understanding the this precious um, energy outlet and also the energy source and who's the mm-hmm. source and where, where are we plugging into? Um, and, mm-hmm. and I, it's, it shouldn't be these look, see, it's like dinging, right. As we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, <laughs> I just, I think that I would love for you to unpack like for those people, because I'm, you know, speaking around entrepreneurs often because of the women that I'm around. Um, but also just women who are feeling depleted, especially during this COVID season, like what are some of those tips and tricks? What are those energy fillers? And they're going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. They are going to be different for everyone. So um, I like to think about what you're saying yes to. I did a free coaching last week on how to say no and set boundaries without feeling guilty. And so if we could just like start there and look at maybe the things that you're stretching yourself to say yes to that you can actually ask for help for or that you need to let go of. Maybe it's something you've been doing it for a long time because you feel obligated. Anytime you feel obligated or you tell yourself you should or you have to or you have that feeling before you do the thing that you committed to doing that it's like dread and you only show up 50% anyways, like it's okay to say like, Right now in this season of my life, because we all have seasons, right? Right now in this season of my life, I I just, I can't give 100% to this XYZ, whatever the commitment is. And I'm going to let you know that I'm going to start keeping the commitment to myself. And so when, again, I have the time and the space to be able to do this commitment, I'll reach back out to you. And the thing is, is that scary to say but you're going to get a lot more respect that way. And you know what? Especially if you're talking to a woman, she'll think about it. Maybe be upset at first, but then go, wait, tell me more about this. <laughs> That's so that you true. That you're going to keep to yourself. So just That's know good. that when you start communicating and saying no and letting go of something, that you need to let go of whatever the expectation you have or the outcome is for like that conversation. Because we'll 
play it in our head so many ways, you know what I mean? And build yeah. so much fear on it. So that would be the first thing. The next thing is to figure out what feels good to you. So every single day I like to have my clients just ask themselves if they've never really started with a, like an AM ritual, a morning routine, whatever you want to call it. And I'll tell you the difference, what I think between a routine and a ritual, but, um, it's just to start by taking a few deep breaths and just to ask themselves, how do I want to feel today? Mm. Now there's power in that because mm. you're being intentional and you're recognizing how you want to feel for the day. And that can change based on what you're doing for the day. Yeah. Maybe it's just peaceful. Maybe like today, cause we're doing this podcast, it's like energized and alive and full of life. You know, it can change. So you set that in your head and then you're like, okay, what needs to happen in order for me to feel that way? So it's in intentionality in the morning to check in with yourself, to sit for a moment, to check, check in with your inner knowing, your higher power, God, whatever that spiritual connection looks like to you, and then start your day instead of just getting on the treadmill of life is what I like to call it. And then you can have a check-in point throughout the day. Okay, today I said I wanted to feel energized and inspired, and this is what I needed to do in order to do that. Do my actions match mm. my aspirations. Ooh, that's good. And so like we were like we were talking when at the end of the day, our family is most important to us, but we are totally drained. That would be a big fat no. Yeah. They're not matching my aspirations. Yeah. And so the key here is one, being mindful and setting the intention. And then two, getting super self-aware because we are the only ones like we have a response, a personal responsibility to take responsibility for the choices that we're making. Yeah. And it's okay to say no. And I think as women, like we, we grow up and we get to school and then we are told that we have to be a certain way and we need to get in line and it like doles our our creativity and authentic light. And then we grow up and get out of school and then there's these stupid society rules that tell us how we need to be as a mother and what our career needs to be, look like in a wife or a relationship or whatever that is. And we start just like falling in line. And it's when we start falling in line that we lose ourselves mm, and that good. we lose that connection to our inner knowing, to our guide. And mm. like, we have to be able to step out of those, those rules to be yeah. able to dig back in and become self-aware um, and that all goes back to knowing that each and every day we should be focusing on feeling good sharing from an authentic place being self-aware and so again it, it goes back to saying yes to those things that really matter most and yeah. saying no to the things that don't do you feel like you've been sitting on the dream god has given you for far too long do you feel out of alignment or obedience because of it? Or perhaps you've been spinning your wheels on how to answer God's call, but can't quite define or design it into a business. Maybe you've titled this God dream a ministry, one you wholeheartedly give all of your time and energy to, yet your passion isn't providing the profit you need to sustain your home, your first ministry. Do you struggle with the idea of earning money doing something you believe he'd want you to do in servanthood? Do you feel unworthy as a woman to possess wealth? Y'all, I get it. I've been in every one of those shoes, and I can promise you the moment I traded those worn-out sandals for his intended comfort, I was able to finally walk the miles it has taken to grow the dream from ideation to activation catapulting my true passions 
into my full purpose. And now, while I've had a joy to group coach many women over the past couple of years in a group setting, I still sense there are missing straps to their well-made shoes. So I designed this course, the God Dream Design Course, to walk alongside you intimately until you've claimed the gift of the shoes He has always wanted for you. You're probably wondering if this is the surefire way to claim your roots and discover your wings as a kingdom entrepreneur. Why are we talking about shoes? Well, these aren't Nikes. They aren't Yeezys, whatever the kids call them these days. And I am not giving you sandals like Hermes either. God's shoes truly fly. God's shoes have limitless souls that never wear down. They are promised to get you where he has shown you that you were intended to be. So come along for the ride. Get out of that stuck analysis paralysis state of limitation and develop the mindsets, methods, and models to bring to life the vision he has planned for you before you were knit in your mother's womb. Sign up today for your self-paced program where I will actually provide you live coaching, a community of women to walk this journey alongside, a package of goodies right at your doorstep, and many more incredible deliverables. You can find all of the details on my site at tamraandress.com. Don't forget, Tamara is T-A-M-R-A. I got the good version. Thanks, Mom. But really, girls, it's time to fly. I promise it's as spring as it sounds. See you soon. That's so good. And I think that's exactly what giving yourself the permission slip is all about, right? Like, isn't that the mm-hmm. mission and the idea yeah. of that? Is like, give yourself permission to say no. Also, give yourself permission to say yes to the thing yeah. that everybody else is saying no to. Because yeah. that's what they, that's the rat wheel. That's the treadmill, as you said, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. when we show up for ourselves in a different way and we say yes to the betterment of ourselves, we then oftentimes feel this shame or guilt, Mm -hmm. or worry, Mm -hmm. or condemnation, and yet that's the exact opposite to what we should be feeling. We should find freedom Mm -hmm. and rest and peace, all of the things that society as a whole needs, yet no one is actually pursuing. And I say no one, the majority is not actually pursuing, right? Because there Mm -hmm. are people pursuing that. We pursue that. I I try, (laughs) all right? And then at the same Mm -hmm. time, I have moments where I'm like, yes. This is what it's supposed to be like. And and those are the unlock moments that then propel you into the next opportunity of a morning ritual or wanting yourself to check in. Like I feel like for me, in in reflection of what you're you're teaching me right now, is like every day I could definitely think of a different emotion of like how do I want to feel? How do I want to show up for my day today? What's I almost think of it from like a thematic, like what's my theme for the day? Um, yeah. Right. And, and I, I love like the whole, my whole mission and my whole being is about like illumination and like being a light and, and finding that ability to find joy and seek, um, cheer and, and give people like energy that they didn't have. Right. And be a component of that source for other people. But 
you can't always be that. And that's how I was last Friday where I'm like sitting there crying, like everything's wrong and nothing's wrong. Like I need revival. I need rejuvenation. Mm -hmm. And so I took the weekend. It took a long weekend and it just like did that. And I just was with the people that like see me and know me. They know me and they love me when I'm in that stress point, but they also know and love me when in my, when I'm able to pour out and into them. And so mm-hmm. checking yourself and giving yourself grace, I think is so critical to that and not, not letting the ways of the world or their emotions affect your own. Yeah. I, and I love that you said that and kudos to you for taking the time and giving yourself the space that you need because oftentimes we just push into doing more and we think like there's this stupid idea that we have to be positive all the time, yeah. that everything is supposed to be like sunshine and rainbows. And it, it, it's funny, like for me and how I show up on social media specifically, because my business is an online business, it's that's some of the feedback that I would, I, I would see, I would see people like, I kind of like, I wish I could be like Carmen doing X, Y, Z all the time. And so it's like, that's a checkpoint for me to yeah. be like, okay, I need to share more of like my, my crap. Yeah. I need to share more yeah. of my downtime. I want, I want everybody to know that I am more like you and you are more like me than we think. Like mm-hmm. if you have limiting beliefs about your body, guess what I do too. If yeah. you have fears about, am I doing the right thing? I have that. If you're scared about certain things, if you're emotional, like those things happen to all of us. And it's that separateness Mm -hmm. that we all are holding on to that if we can let go of that a little bit, like in the intro of your, of your show, it says freedom, clarity, and confidence Mm -hmm. and understanding that we're all one is so important. So I think it's, I just honor you for sharing that and for saying that because that's so important. Um, I did mention when I was talking about routine and ritual, and this is something that I think is really important for all of us ambitious ladies is, um, is to check yourself on your to-do list. I like to say, um, I like to say F the to-do list because, um, if it's a to-do list, it is only things that, um, that are not aligned with you. So what I mean by routine or ritual in the morning. I 100,000% believe that you should have a slow start to your morning where you're with yourself, you're connecting, you're in alignment, and you're feeling really good and being intentional for your day. So when I first started this, I, I got up, I would do my journaling, check. I would do my reading, check. I would walk on my treadmill, check. And I would do my guided meditation, check. And I would be on with my day. And so I was doing it. I was doing this morning routine and I was doing that religiously. But here's the thing. I, I had no feelings around it. I wasn't connected. I was just doing it as another checklist item because I heard somewhere that, you know, all these millionaires and successful people have a morning. <laughs> and they make their bed. So yeah. about like oh it's just like another thing that I added to the list yeah just like anything you could you could add to the list sometimes I, I felt like in the past like some of my prayers were almost like a checklist to, to God to like hey here's yes thing. yes and yes. then I wasn't even taking the time to slow down and listen to right. like the what the answer prayer yeah 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 uh, right <laughs> and so anyway now I encourage a ritual and so don't think of 20 things that you have to do but a ritual that makes you feel like light, that makes you feel connected, that just fills you up and you can really feel into and be free to feel however you're feeling for that day. And while my things still include journaling and meditation and prayer and reading, 
all those things elicit a feeling inside of my body that I am fully feeling and I'm fully present in that moment. And that is the difference between a routine and a ritual. A ritual is going to help you focus on feeling good for the day. And that's different for everyone. So what I do is going to be different for what you do. Um, And you can apply this to anything in your life that you do. If you say, oh, this is so important to me and I love it, are you making it a routine or is it a ritual? Is it something that you're fully present in? So I wanted to make sure and and no, I think that's I so good. That. And I think specifically around like the body piece of that is that's really how I approach fitness forever. Um, mm-hmm. When I was personal training, like I'm just like, you show up, like just show up, right? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Come, once you get here, I'll help you with the mindset. We'll, you'll be so happy. You never regret mm-hmm. working out. And that is like something my husband has kind of instilled in me. And it's the whole reason that we have been on this this non-drinking journey for a while, over a year at this point. And it oh, I was, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I think end of May. Again. Ah! Okay, we need, we need to dive into that too a little bit. Okay. Okay, okay. So it was it was this concept of you never regret working out, but how often do you wake up regretting that you drink? And it can be one drink and then I'm like, I slept bad or I'm like hot at night and I'm just like not comfortable. And it wasn't necessarily Mm -hmm. a struggle of alcoholism. There has been alcoholism in our family, which is a part of that Mm -hmm. as well. But, um, it, it makes so much sense to me if you can view your body and the vessel that it is and the gift that it is, especially Mm -hmm. during this health, you know, crisis that we have going on this pandemic Mm -hmm. And, and show up because it's a ritual. I love that word versus a routine check item. I mm-hmm. am very um, aware of my to-do list. And I recently had a day where I was in the office all day long. It's one of those things I time blocked and I had so much stuff that I had to get done for my e-course. And at the end of the day, someone I love very much was like, oh, I hope you got your whole to-do list done. And I was like, um... That doesn't happen when you're trying to start a global company. Like that doesn't really work. And I, but that's okay. I did the most important task that day. I did the mid list. I knocked off the three things that were what I was hoping to do. But ultimately, those things, even in my business, they're they're become ritual, less routine because I love them so much. And I put mm-hmm. the passion and the energy behind it versus I have to send this email off and, and check it. Sure, there are things like that that occur. But mm-hmm. that's the whole point of like cultivating what you love, pursuing what mm-hmm. you love with purpose and through calling. When you're called to something, naturally it becomes a ritual versus it feeling like routine, mundane. I have to show up to work every day, right? Mhm mhm. I love I love there was a little tidbit in there and I don't know if everybody got that nugget, but as an entrepreneur, just busy, ambitious woman, there is always a never ending to-do list and that's not what I'm saying when I'm saying get rid of your to-do list. Right. It's being it's being in control of it and not being in so control good. and intentional of your day and not letting it control you. And so I have an example of that that I think I want to share is before live speaking events were not a thing in 2020. Yes. I had a lot of uh, contracted commitments this year. Yes. And one of them, uh, the, the person that was organizing it, had set a Zoom call with me. And so she wanted to know all these details, da 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 X, Y, Z. And so we're like um, four months out. And so I just sat there and I listened to her. And I was like, thank you so much for this feedback. I'm going to ask you some questions, actually, because, you know, I this is on my to-do list but not yet. 
And so I actually haven't fully written out what my outline is going to be. So let's change this call into you giving me a little bit more information on the demographic of the audience and that sort of thing. And she goes, wait, what? I wish I could do that. I wish I could know that I have this big thing coming up in four months and not even worry about it. And I don't know if worry is the right word, but it's not on my plate. It's like, I have this thing and it's over here. But today I'm working on these four things. (laughs) Yes. And I know this, the rest of this week, I do have 20 other things that I'm going to do, but I'm not going to work ahead. Usually, uh, sometimes I do not going to lie, but I'm not going to work ahead because I'm going to create that space to focus in on what matters most. Yeah. And all too often we just get caught up in that to-do list of, okay, now I have that speech in four months. Now I'm going to start writing that. And when you push so hard, then it, it, it really dulls your creativity and your authenticity. And so I think that nugget that you shared in there of like, okay, I'm doing these things and I'm doing them with joy. And then tomorrow yeah. I'll have more things. Yeah. And it'll be good. Right, right, right. Yeah. I had um, a client who I had created a freebie, which y'all had access to, but it's um, uh, ways to undo your to-do list. And she like freaked out. And I was like, what? And she was like, I have to have a to-do list. Like I make sticky notes. I have no, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not like telling you to stop your to-do list. That's not it. Like I have to have a to-do list. If I didn't write the tasks mm-hmm. down, it would never get accomplished or it would cycle yes. in my brain and I'd go bonkers. Um, but is it's about undoing the need to do in the sense yes. of, okay, you have a to-do list, the never ending to-do list as moms, as wives, as, as friends, like all of that thing is going to be there. It has nothing to do even with our careers at that point. It's knowing that you're going to have to unplug sometimes, right? You have to unplug in order to do the next task that much better. You have to unwind. You have to be able to be with people and just rest and know that that is an energy source that's going to pour in to the next thing that you have to do. So this is so parallel. Like everything that you're saying is so on target with how I feel. I just really love the words that you're putting to it. So thank you for sharing. I feel like this is good. Of course, because even work can be just this, Yeah, you know? Even the stuff that I've taken over a little bit of jobs from my team, just balancing the budget out with COVID and that sort of thing is even those the things that maybe don't light me up like coaching does, I'm really forcing myself to bring myself to just this, you know, and doing those things and like, okay, who am I impacting and what am I going to be able to impact by doing this, you know, and for myself too, I'm learning and becoming more effective at doing this. So maybe there's a reason for that, you know? I love it. I think it's so good. So you've had so many different like pivots happening, obviously, and everybody's talking about the pivot right now. Um, Not doing all of those speaking engagements that you said. Uh, What kind of do you see on the forefront for yourself that you can focus on as your this thing um, that's different than what you anticipated? Yeah. So what's different than anticipated this year was I had a traveling and speaking plan. So my whole business model this year was written on doing my own events, workshops and retreats, and then speaking at other people's conferences and events and corporate conferences, that sort of thing. So all of that is gone. And so something that I had let go of a little bit was a little bit of group and then one-on-one coaching. So I didn't take on as many people and I wasn't doing any active new like group coaching. So I get together about 20 women at one time. Some people like to call it like a mastermind style. I just like to call it group coaching and mentoring. We're all there learning. We're all there. We have individual goals. 
Um, but we're supporting each other, we're accountability for each other, and then we're all learning on specific topics. For example, like I said, I, I was coaching on how to say no and set boundaries without feeling guilty last week. Next week, we're talking about um, reimagining 2020 because nice. I think that to get out of that loop that I talked about. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing every three months with a month break in between, I'm doing a new group of 20 women. Cool. And we are just, the focus is letting go of that loop, making things happen for us in our lives. Just, just because things are different yeah. doesn't mean we can't still achieve goals doesn't mean we can't still have some sort of discovery for ourselves and the biggest key that the women get is it's not about learning something new it's not about getting the next answer it's about unlearning a lot of the things that we've learned during our life and digging in and really discovering for ourselves so that's one thing that I'm doing the other thing I opened up my one-on-one coaching I was taking only two people and now I'm taking five and so which I have two spots available right now Um, and then lastly my true passion is nutrition and so I've been really helping more people with that and at first I I was kind of in this divide of like Carmen that's not the way that you're wanting to go kind of like how you talked about having having a niche or whatever yeah yeah and then I sat with myself and I was like what do people need right now right And right now that's really needed because we are a society that says like everything has to be fast, fun and easy. And so we've learned these rules about food and eating out and cooking at home needs to be fast and quick. And I don't have time for that. And it's like, I'm re teaching people how to love food again, real food, how to cook it with love, how it tastes so much better, how you can share it with your family. And um, that's needed. And so just because maybe I was, I had pivoted into a different way to, to speak to hundreds, thousands of people on a stage, doesn't mean that right now, because I'm needed to teach people about around food that I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And so I'm doing that. That's I'm really doing that good. As well. That's really good. Um, I share often that my husband is the, the chef in our household. And I always like, he's always like, eat with your eyes, eat with your eyes first. Because if you like, go somewhere and even if you see a commercial and it's like a juicy cheeseburger I think I'm like Mm -hmm. looking at it and I'm like I don't really know if that looks great like is it bison is it is it it elk (laughs) then maybe it's good or knowing that like what is that going to feel like afterwards so it's the same thing and we can kind of go back into that conversation about drinking um right here is like what's Mm going to feel good afterwards so even though you're doing just this is that just this mm-hmm. going to propel you into the next just this, or is it going to mm-hmm. deplete you? And that's, again, protecting mm-hmm. your energy and focusing on the yes and versus the no. So tell me about mm-hmm. your not drinking. Are you currently not drinking? or? Okay. So, <laughs> yes, let me, let me tell you about this. And I 100% agree with that, just this, but how are you going to feel afterwards? Because that's yeah. a big thing going back to like, Oh, there's that checking question. Do my actions match my aspirations or my dreams or my goals or my whatever you want to use as a word there. Um, But I'll be 40 in January. And so I am currently on this mindset of like best me by 40. And I'm not talking about weighing a certain way or looking a certain way. Although I do do that too, but I'm talking about everything, Mm -hmm. like absolutely everything in my life. How can I be more spiritually connected? How can I be more connected to my husband? myself how can I show up in a bigger better way just everything and so the non-drinking for me um, has been kind of a perpetual thing throughout my life like 
Um, when I was younger, my twenties, I would over drink, you know, on the weekends at parties and things like that. And so it came into a cycle and really drinking was normalized in my household. Mm -hmm. So even before I was 21, you know, my parents in a safe space, you know, would allow me to have something or whatever. And it was kind of just like another one of those stupid society normals, right? Or you go out and what do you do when you get older? You meet at a bar, you have friends for cocktails or you have brunch and if anybody knows me, Bloody Mary, <laughs> you can make virgin. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> I have to tell you, so one of the things that I do at my permission slip tour, which is my signature event for uh, empowerment event for women, is I have Bloody Marys. But I, I was doing the virgin all year long because, let's see, what was the story? It was March. We were coming back from Vegas. And we had drank some in Vegas and our flight was delayed, which I was so worried about because the next day I was going to be on TV for the first time here in our new city that we had just moved to, to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And so um, I, our flight was delayed. I didn't get very much sleep. I'm so grateful that I asked a makeup artist to come and do my makeup <laughs> because that day I was so full of like water and, uh, yes. and oh my gosh, if I could show you what I wore, like I'm really into wearing bright colors. I wore a black sweater, full black pants, a black boots. I was covered up from head to toe and you could like if you hear me talking now and you watch that video you're like are you the same person what was wrong so after that moment so three days later by the way i lost 10 pounds of water weight just inflammation from alcohol traveling yeah yeah flying traveling all the things and so again it was one of those moments those moments you can either lean into and listen and ask like what does this mean for me or you can keep pushing and going the other way and just being on the treadmill treadmill. yeah yeah yep and it was like, drinking's not serving me right now. And so I started thinking about all the ways it was not serving me. And I stopped drinking for a year. I have had some drinks this year, yeah. but my rule of thumb with it is I don't, ha- I don't have to have it. Right. If it's at a function or something, a party, a celebration, it's not a requirement. My yeah, favorite non-drink, good. if we go somewhere, is just like a soda water with some fresh lemon fresh citrus fruit and mint. Yeah. The other thing is it's not a stress reliever. Yes, that's and it's huge. Not, it's, it's not a numbing mechanism. And so I don't feel like I have to have it. But if it is a time where it's like, this would be fun. You know, we made some fresh watermelon jalapeno margaritas just for fun where I actually like froze all the stuff, made it homemade, you know, cool. and that was fun. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have to have it and it wasn't a stress reliever. Yeah. Um, so what I found in particular during my journey of non-drinking was I wake up every day full of life and energy. Even if I have one drink, like what you said the night before, I'm sluggish. And you think yep. about it, yep. like science, hello, we should all think about it. Yep. Alcohol is a depressant. Yep. Um, I have been able to like maintain a certain body weight, um, muscle density, like all of that sort of thing, because I'm not taxing my liver all the time, trying to cycle that out. The other thing I'm so much more clear and creative, as long as I'm allowing myself space and and not filling every single day with everything. And I know 110% that I don't have to have it because for me, it was a numbing way. It was a stress reliever. It was one of those things that I would go to. Um, Food used to be in my past. Alcohol used to be in my past, you know, and, and working. Yes, yes, yes. Oh gosh, we're so similar. But overall, 
the not drinking really proved to me that um, that I can do anything because people, you know, there's pressure. You're gonna feel pressure. Oh, oh yeah. Just have a drink. Oh just yes. One. Why not? Why are you doing this? Are you on a diet? And um, you know what I would say to that is um, maybe those people aren't your people. Mm. Well, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. It's true. Sometimes. It's true. So. But you have to be very vocal about it, too, yeah. and be okay with it and sharing, like, I'm doing this for me, and I can use your support. Bye. Yeah. And you could feel That's that. Good. It could be not drinking. It could be anything. Anything. Kind of going back to setting boundaries. This is what I'm doing. This is how it's going to benefit me. This is how it could benefit our relationship, and this is how you can support me. What have you found with That's really cool. What, what was your catalyst? Yeah, I think, honestly, and I talked about this in the last show, is like I get convicted every single time I'm on a show by somebody's way of life or perspective mm-hmm. because that's what we're mm-hmm. meant to do is live in community. And so often we're on that treadmill yep. that we're just like, here yep. are blinders. And so like this mm-hmm. opportunity, I just love it all the time because I'm just amazed by uh, people and, and, and how God speaks to everybody so differently in their journeys and all of these things. So while there's a lot of similarities, obviously there's differences. We're not the same human beings. So it's mm-hmm. cool to hear and take that in and know that there's some symbiotic experience in that because I feel like that conviction, there's like a shedding of becoming. And I always say like, we're mm-hmm. always becoming the next best version of ourselves, the, the version that he would yes. have us be, um, the version that we want to be. Uh, but there's often all these limiting factors um, to, to us achieving that. And so mm-hmm. alcohol for me was one of those limiting factors. And I've always known that it was something that I never wanted to utilize wrong because it did affect me as a child. And my kids mm-hmm. played a huge role in it. I swear, like, God gave me children just so that I would constantly be in a state of awareness towards myself because of what it then leaves a legacy in them. Legacy mm-hmm. good, legacy bad. And so one of the things I was definitely coming home from working too hard to try to be present, I would have a glass of wine. I was also selling mm-hmm. holistic wine at the time or whole wine or organic wine, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And so I was constantly, there was wine, there was cases coming in, we're talking about it. Oh my gosh, this is so great. It's organic, comes from this farm. And my little ears that are running around my house are hearing this. And like you said, alcoholism has become alcoholism and alcohol has been normalized so much that we're wearing hats mm-hmm. that say like, wine me. Or mommy needs a marg, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, you know, hustle wine, Jesus, mm-hmm. all these things. And I was like, wait, like I just I saw all of it flash before my eyes at one point during a podcast. A gal convicted saying that she hadn't been drinking, but she was on. She was drinking again. She just did a year long thing, and I was like, yeah, I've never actually tried to remove it. I've always, like, I could go a month. I, I, I had done it for Lent. I'm not even Catholic, but we celebrate Lent sometimes as a trial. And um, <laughs> I had I was successfully able to do it then, but, like, it had become so normal in my household that when I removed it, and I didn't even tell my husband I was going to do it. It wasn't a conversation with anyone else. I was just like, I'm not going to do this. And I came home, and he was like, do you want a glass of wine? And I was like, no, not today. And I just realized that beyond coping – Beyond it being a, what was a stress reliever, I was suppressing raw, real emotion that I never mm-hmm. confronted. Never. And even mm-hmm. through therapy, mm-hmm. even through like my spiritual learning and unlearning, like you said, unlearning is so much more important than learning sometimes, was mm-hmm. 
there was never a point of awareness that I was like, you know what? This is negatively affecting my self image, my image with my children. I never want them to think that I'm using anything that's not healthy. We preach health to them all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet here I am. They're like, oh, I can't have that. And I'm like, why would I be drinking something in my body that my children could potentially pick up or that they can't have? That just doesn't make sense because if they can't have it and shouldn't have it, neither should I, right? Our body functioning system is the same. And so it was just, this whole process has been hard. I, you know, we passed by a brewery the other day that we used to go to all the time and our kids used to play outside and it was a common local hangout. And um, obviously COVID changed that for a bit, but for a while that was like, oh, it's closed. And now they're like, oh, we haven't been there in so long. Can we go there? And I was like, well, mommy and daddy don't really we don't drink beer. And so why would we go there? And they're like, well, you can drink water and we can still go. It was so fun. And I'm like, touche. Yes, we can go to a brewery and just drink water. Um, but yeah, I mean, we tell our friends like you guys can drink around us. It's not anything about you. It's, it's just a personal choice. My husband two days later was like, I'm on the train. Like, let's try this out. And, and we have no destination. That's the best, most freeing thing Mm -hmm. about it is that, I looks mm-hmm. like you, like if we wanted to, we could, but we just feel great not. And, and do I miss mm-hmm. the flavor? My husband asked me that recently, like, do you miss actual wine? And I was like, you know, I really did like the taste of it, but I get so excited when I find a new bubbly flavor. I'm like, this is so good. And it's just yeah. a bubbly water. Or like you said, I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to put some mint in it. Cause I always just get soda and lime and it's a treat to me because I don't get soda and lime at my house. I don't do it. So that when I go out, I'm like, Ooh, I want some soda water with lime, but I'm going to throw some mint, maybe ask for some cucumber in there. And, and I just, it's, it's something that I personally, I don't want any other people to feel like pressure to do something. I give people freedom in their choices. Um, but my you know, hope for people is that they would just question, what are you doing with it? When is it being used? And is it benefiting you? And mm-hmm. even, I will tell you this, and this is raw, this is real, like how is it supporting your marriage? How is it supporting your sex life, your intimacy? Mm-hmm. Because for, for us, it was, okay, if I have a glass of wine, I'll feel, you know, looser. We'll, Loose this enough. will be good. I might throw on something pretty. But, mm-hmm. but what is that? It's inhibiting me from actually fully understanding what, like, the covenant intimacy is in the marriage mm-hmm. bed. Because I've, I'm masked by, a, you know, something that's not actually real. And, mm-hmm. and so being fully present with my husband and it's been, a, there's been times where I'm like, I could really use some wine right now. Cause I don't not want to do this right now. <laughs> and so there is a whole nother, like, um, like foreplay experience because that's honestly, mm-hmm. people are like, let's go, let's go get drunk. And then let's go like, that's sloppy. It's actually just sounds mm-hmm. gross. <laughs> and so I don't know why we're talking about sex right now, but it, I just want people to know that there's more layers and there's so much more good that comes out of it. And I, and I feel, I feel great. I, feel, I love, I love what it's done for my body as well. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I agree with, with the sex, like it, you miss part of the connection and the feeling and backing up from that, something that you said was that you were using wine without consciously knowing it to push down a certain feeling that you weren't 
wanting to fill or that you weren't wanting to address or that was sitting there and it was just easier to do this habitual habit to not have to deal with it and people's thing might not be wine people's thing might be scrolling social media netflixing shopping eating gossiping whatever it is but if we can figure out what are those go-to things then we can stop ourselves anytime we want to go to that for you like glass of wine we can stop ourselves and be like okay this is my 90 second rule i started it with food but it works for everything sit for 90 seconds with your body uninterrupted just doing some breathing okay my initial response was to go for the wine what do i need right now Mm -hmm. what is my body telling me what is happening and become so super Mm self-aware and that's rough don't get me wrong because what you find under there sometimes is like not happiness but you need to feel into that because what you can do people always ask me how can I stop doing this or stop doing that this is how you the answer is inside of you and if you keep searching for it outside you're never going to find it because you're going to be filling it with something else so wait 90 seconds and then make your decision because there might be an uncomfortable feeling that you could work through. So in the future, you're not going to go to that thing. Yeah. So for me, like right now, I don't drink often. But when the thought comes in, like, oh, it'd be nice to have it. My thing's just like vodka soda. Like yeah. pretty basic. It's nothing yeah. fancy, right? Yeah. It'd be nice to have a drink. Then that thought comes in. That is like my reframe point. Okay, Carmen, something's coming up for you. I yeah. use, it used to be food yeah. too. Like, Oh, I'm yeah. going to reach for this food, even though I'm not hungry. Yeah. And you just check yourself. What's coming up for you. Wait 90 seconds. Yeah. What do you need right now? And, um, so the good. idea sounds simple, but it's, it, it, it can be, it's not as easy, but it, that can be a, a huge, huge game changer and everybody can use it. I yeah. have, <laughs> I had a nutrition client a long time ago, this big man. And I, I work with all women now, but this big guy, He's going to do his nutrition and he sits down and he tells me, okay, I will do whatever you tell me. <laughs> but. Except. Yeah. But. <laughs> at 3 p.m. when I get off work every day, I go to the convenience store and I get one of those like sugary teas and I pound it down and I just do that every single day. And I said, okay. I said, you can still do that, but uh, this is what you have to do first. And I gave him the 90 second rule. Wow. And we met up a couple days, a couple weeks later. And, um, and he's like, I have to tell you, wow, that really worked. I can't believe it. And I, and at first I was like, what the heck are you talking about? And he goes, that stupid 90 second rule. I haven't had a tea in two weeks. (laughs) That is awesome. Um, it can work for so many things and I think people are just taken away from this is like feelings are underneath there. And oftentimes we're covering it up with all these things. Yeah. And usually they're, there is some sort of society rule or normal that we've taken in as our own instead of allowing our own authentic light to shine. And if we can go inward more and more and more and more, we can discover that like inside of us, we have so much just magic and light and, and things that need to be shared with the world. Yeah. So that's so good. Definitely help people hear that. I think you, and when you went at the very beginning, you're like, these are some other things. It doesn't have to be alcohol almost every single thing that you've mentioned, I've also had to release. Yes. I've also had to Mm -hmm. unlearn. So I I want people to hear me that like alcohol has actually been like the last step in that process. 
I, I stopped shopping when I went through this minimization and simplification of my home. Um, I, I stopped the gossiping because I know it's not good for me. It's not good for mm-hmm. them. And it's called, I'm called not to. Um, there was just so, the food thing was definitely a huge piece. And, and, and it still is. That's something I'm still like always like, okay, don't go there because of that. Um, but it, I just, it's such common practice in all of these realms it, even when somebody else says something out of stress, they'll they'll respond with "I wish I had" or "Let's just go." Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. every time I've ever let's just go anything, let's just go dancing. Every time that I've done stuff like that that hasn't been to actually confront my emotions, I've regretted it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just I don't want to live my life with regret. I don't want to be in the just this moment, sensing regret. I want to be in the just this moment, like so hopeful for what's ahead. And and is it okay to process emotions of regret and walk through that? Yes. But the option that I was choosing was things that weren't healthy. And so mm-hmm. I don't want that to be the legacy that I lead. And I don't want it to be the legacy that my children lead later. Um, so... I am grateful that I was convicted in that way. And I, like I said, I don't know what that looks like moving forward. But I think if people just realize as the final note kind of to this podcast, like be present and, and mm-hmm. realize that in your presence, like there's so much stuff that's going to emerge, um, good and bad, but to face it head on. And know that there are mm-hmm. other people who have gone through it before who want to be there with you and are willing to be there with you. And that's what coaches, that's what Carmen and I do. That's what, that's what we love to do what we do is because I never want people to feel isolated in those places of emotion or overwhelm or treadmill or, or whatever it be. Mm-hmm. Yes, I 110% agree. So thank you for wrapping that up. I just want to say too, like... Um, especially as we're going after all of our dreams and goals and really designing our own lives on our own terms. I just want people to remember like that, that fear and excitement coexist. And so you're, there's never such thing as like being fearless, you know, you can have faith. So when you, when you feel fear, you know that that might be something that you need to push into. And when you feel fear, that's the moment when you realize that you're relying on your own strength and you need to go inward and you need to check in instead of what happens often is we're looking outside of ourselves for the answer. And that's not where it is. And so just know that fear and excitement can coexist and we can achieve whatever it is that we dream. Just maybe not all at once. Yeah. (laughs) And so, (laughs) So be present to just this today. Yeah. Uh, So good. Carmen, thank you so much. That was a mic drop moment. So I'm not going to say any more, but you're a blessing. And I hope everybody learned a lot of good things today. I know I did. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all. It's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? 
I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared to You podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared to Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.